Today at Kayla's Church, we're discussing how to start fasting. <laughs> Not that kind of fasting. What? I'm so fast, I'm going to run around the world right now. I'm back. Welcome to Kayla's Church. My name is Amrita Jiva. And I'm Pradeep Jiva. We're so thankful that you're joining us today. Kalos means beautiful in Greek, and we hope that you encounter the beauty of Jesus today. Right now, we have people watching online and at our in-person watch parties in downtown Bellevue. Woo. If you would like to get involved with our church, we want to invite you to our next meet and greet. This is a time when we can get to know you yeah. personally. Well, before we hear a great message from Pastor Amritha, we want to share some good news and pray together. The good news we're celebrating today is last week we successfully launched our first ever in-person yes. watch parties. Woo. And we are so thankful for this safe partnership with the Hilton Garden mm -hmm. Inn. And they've just gone above and beyond for us, giving us stored space, giving us on-site yes. parking, yes. giving us a great price so that we could meet and glorify the name of Jesus together. We have a video that's going to show some of the highlights from last week. So let's watch that and celebrate together. Praise the Lord. That was awesome. awesome. And uh, we want to pray together as well. You know, on our Facebook group, we have a private group where people interact and you can join that as well. You'll find out how at our meet and greet. But people share praise reports and prayer requests. And a common theme that we've seen is that people are just saying, like, I'm done with the pandemic. In fact, someone just wrote that and they asked for prayer and a lot of people chimed in on the comments. Yes, please pray for me. And so we just thought, why don't we pray together for all of us who are just done with this pandemic and everything it entails let's lift it up to the lord mm -hmm. amen amen let's pray mm -hmm. dear father we just come before you in the midst of this pandemic that's been lasting way longer than any of us expected in the year 2021 we are here with things still shut down with school still in mystery with our plans still up in the air not knowing exactly what we should do how we should conduct ourselves lord is hurting our social life, our mental health, all sorts of things. And so, Lord, the only thing we really know to do is go to you right now. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would comfort us, that you would bring us peace, that you bring us grace. Lord, we need you. I pray that you give us wisdom and creative ideas on how to navigate this all. Lord, I pray that the leaders of this nation, Lord, you would give them wisdom and, and ideas on how to navigate this so that we as a people can be healthy, our children would not be left behind, Lord, that we would walk in life and life abundantly. Yes. So we seek you, God. You are our source, we pray, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. 
Well, here we are. Pastor Amrita is going to continue our Christian Discipline series right now. Well, I am excited to continue our Christian Disciplines series. Sometimes when we think about disciplines, we're like, oh man, I have to do a discipline. It can be really hard, but we want you to think of it more like self-care. If you take a weekly Sabbath and you rest on one day of the week, you are practicing a Christian discipline. Mm -hmm. And really it is so good for your soul. And we believe all of these Christian disciplines are really important in your walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And today I want to talk about the discipline of fasting. Mm. You know, it's one of the most intimidating disciplines. I think it's one of those disciplines that we think, well, the real super spiritual people are the ones who fast. I'm over here praying and worshiping and doing some of these other ones. But you know what? I believe that fasting is for every single believer. Yeah. It's for those of you that have just come into faith with Jesus. It's for those of us, it's us that have been walking with Jesus for a while because fasting does something that I believe none of the other disciplines really does. And I, I'm going to share with you more of what it is that fasting really does and the effect that it has on our spiritual life. You know, we are almost done with a 21-day corporate fast here at mm -hmm. Kalos Church. We do this two times a year, and tomorrow we are finished with our fast, uh, which is so exciting. I am so excited. I'm going to eat some cake. I'm going to eat yes. some meat. I'm mean, just so... I already have it planned out. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm... It's already ready to go. <laughs> and you might be wondering, well, why are we preaching? Why are we learning about fasting the day before it's ending? Well, Let's just move on. You know, I want to give you <laughs> tools today yeah. on how to fast and practice this Christian <laughs> discipline. Let's start with a biblical definition of fasting. Fasting is intentionally abstaining from food or other items to deepen your relationship with God. Another way to say it, which I'll refer to quite a bit in this message, is fasting disconnects us from the world and connects us to God. Mm. James 4, 8 says this, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. John 3, 30 says he must increase, but I must decrease. And this is what I believe. This is why I believe fasting is so important. We are disconnecting. We are kind of decreasing all the other stuff in our lives. We're kind of washing our hands of it and we are connecting to Jesus. Mm. And that first scripture said, when you draw close to him, he will draw close to us. And I think fasting is one of the most incredible ways to experience the spirit of God in your life. I remember when I was in eighth grade, I was a small group leader in my youth group. And our youth pastor was like, you guys, I want you to pray for your school and share the gospel with people who don't know Jesus. And we were like, yeah, we're going to do it. And so I had in my group little seventh and sixth graders, and I caught wind of fasting. My mom used to fast a lot. And so I thought that was a real spiritual thing to do. And so I told these, the rest of these junior high kids in my group, I said, listen, we got to fast and pray. And I was like, if we fast, God will save our school and it's going to be amazing. And so I told them all, let's fast for one week and let's not eat any food. Let's <laughs> fast and see what God does. Mm. Well, we get to day two of our fast and I get a phone call <laughs> from a very angry mother. And this mother calls me and she's like, what were you thinking? My son just passed out at school because he has low blood sugar. He was trying to listen to a small group leader. You told him to fast. What were you thinking? And I was like, 
mom, can you handle this? You know, I had, I had no idea what was going to happen. I really needed a message like this that taught me why and how to fast safely for a sixth grader. But my motives were good. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see God move yes. in my school. And sometimes we have wrong motives for fasting. And I want to mention several of these because it's important to have the right motives for fasting. The first wrong motive is that we want to be seen by others. Matthew 6, 18 says this, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. We don't fast for the recognition of people. Fasting and prayer is between you and God. It really has nothing to do with anyone else. Mm -hmm. The second wrong motive that we do, that we fast for, is to be justified by God. In Luke 18, Jesus tells a story about how some people were feeling very confident of their own righteousness. Mm -hmm. And he shared about two men. One was a Pharisee and one was a tax collector. And the Pharisee went to God and said, God, I fast twice a week and I tithe. I am a super spiritual person. And the tax collector really stayed behind and was like, God, I... I just humbly say that, would you have mercy on me? Mm. I am a sinner. And Jesus says that only one of them went home justified. It was the tax collector because he didn't exalt himself in the spiritual things he was doing. He humbled himself. He admitted that he was a sinner and he needed God. Fasting is not something that we do to check off our spiritual to-do list. Mm. In fact, Jesus would rather your heart of honesty and genuineness over all of the spiritual acts and disciplines. He wants you. He mm -hmm. loves you exactly where you're at. The third wrong motive that we have for fasting is that we try to earn something from God. Mm. First Corinthians 8, 8 says this, but food does not bring us near to God. We are not worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Fasting doesn't cause us to yeah. earn God's love to earn his attention. This is a wrong motive. And I want to make sure that you understand that although sometimes we can be more receptive to God in fasting, you are not earning his love. It is already there for you exactly where you are. No matter whether you've done it before or not, he loves you. His attention is on you. His gaze is on you. You don't have to earn anything. I love this quote by Mike Bickle. Fasting to get God to pay attention to us is just one example of legalism because the motive is rooted in a misunderstanding of God's grace. We should fast because we know God enjoys us and because we want our hearts to receive more of him. That is grace-empowered fasting. Mm. Amen. Yeah. And the fourth wrong motive is that sometimes we want to fast because we want to lose weight. <laughs> I know how you all think. You think like me. In December, I eat all the sugar and all the everything Christmas. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, January is coming mm. and we're going to have a fast. And then all this sugar weight can just leave. This is a wrong motive, my mm. friends, for fasting. Don't fast for that reason. <laughs> so why do we fast? What is the purpose? Well, I have three purposes I want to share with you. The first one is this. Fasting renews our connection with God. Listen, if you're longing for a connection with God, maybe you used to have a connection. You've mm -hmm. been in a spiritual desert. It's been a wilderness. You find yourself really apathetic toward the things of God. I would encourage you to spend time in prayer and mm -hmm. fasting. In Mark 2, it says this, Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? 
They cannot so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. And on that day, they will fast. Jesus was telling the disciples, listen, I'm not going to be with you always physically right here with you. I'm not going to be here, but you need to continue to stay hungry for my presence. Mm -hmm. Even when you can't see me mm -hmm. anymore, I want you to stay hungry for me. And, and this is what happens when we fast. We are cultivating a hunger for God, not a hunger for the things of this world, but a, a hunger for who he is and his presence. We fast in this life because we believe in the life to come. We don't have to get it all here and now because we have a promise that we will have it all in the coming age. We fast from what we can see and taste because we have tasted and seen the goodness of the invisible and infinite God. And we are desperately hungry for more of him. Will you cultivate mm. this hunger for Jesus? I believe that fasting will do that. And what happens when we connect with him, we're hungry for him, we're seeking him, it positions us to hear his voice. Mm. And there is nothing like hearing the voice of God. Deuteronomy 9, 9, Moses is speaking and he says, When I went up to the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord had made with you, I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. Moses received the Ten Commandments that all of God's people would follow through all the ages as a result of connectedness with God in a time of prayer and fasting. I think that fasting helps us identify what we're really dependent on. We have everything at our fingertips. We have access to everything. And we feed our souls with all of this stuff. And we hardly have any room for God and for his presence. When we fast, we're choosing what we're hungry for. Mm. The second thing is that fasting gives us strength to do God's will. So interesting mm -hmm. that when you fast, sometimes um, you don't really feel physically good. Like you might mm -hmm. have like a caffeine headache because you gave up coffee or like, you know, a headache from not having sugar or whatever. But it's funny, sometimes when my body feels weak, my spirit will feel spiritually strong. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a connectedness. You know, I don't know about you, but I really love the prayer part of fasting and prayer. You know, I could just pray, 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 pray. It's the fasting part that is just really <laughs> difficult sometimes. And, you know, it might not make you feel really great and you might feel irritable and you might bite somebody's head off. If you're not biting someone's head off during a fast, you might be doing it wrong. Just kidding. But what I have found in fasting and prayer, even when my body doesn't feel very good, I find clarity. I found I find strength to keep walking with God. How many of you would say, I, I just don't feel like I can do it anymore. But you know what? A time of prayer and fasting helps you stay on course mm -hmm. with your life with God. When we take out the distractions in our room, we make room for God's mm -hmm. presence. You know, there's something that happened to Jesus in the New Testament where he is tempted by the devil. And he has a choice if he is going to stay obedient to his father and fulfill his will, or if he is going to get sidetracked and be tempted to do what the devil is tempting him with. Look at, look at Luke chapter 4. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. If you worship me, it will be with, it will be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Do you know that prior to this mm. moment where Jesus is tempted with all the kingdoms of the world, Jesus had spent 40 days 
and 40 nights in fasting and prayer. Fasting helps us resist the enemy mm. and do God's will. I think that many of us are feeling a lot of temptation. You know, with the collective trauma that we've all had this in our nation last year and even this month, you know, mm -hmm. I believe that we're mm. tired and we're weary. And you know that that is when the enemy preys on us. Mm. That is when he comes and he tries to tempt us. And you know, I think the biggest temptation, I was praying about it, I think that the temptation that the enemy is presenting us with right now is to completely feel hopeless about the world, to want to give up. But I encourage you, when you fast and you pray and you, you disconnect from all these, you connect with God, it will help you resist the temptation to feel hopeless, to give up and to walk out a life with God. This is why I love that fasting is a discipline. It's not just something that we do one time in our life. It's something that we make habitual in our lives. The last reason why I believe that we fast is that fasting breaks the bondage of the enemy. Mm -hmm. There's a story in Matthew chapter 17 where a father brings his son who is very ill and possessed and he brings him to the disciples and the disciples can't heal him. And so he takes him to Jesus and said, Jesus, mm -hmm. I brought my son to the disciples. They couldn't heal him. So I'm bringing him to you. Can you please touch my son and deliver him from this affliction? And Jesus says, oh, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how much longer do I put up with you like this? You know, Jesus, he was saying, you're disconnected from me. Mm. You have access to my power, but you're disconnected from me. Even the disciples, let's pick up in verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. The disciples were perplexed. They had healed others before, but this they weren't able to. And Jesus confronts them and he says, you know what? It's because of your lack of faith your unbelief. You know, he says, you don't even have to have much. You just have to have a little bit, like the size of a mustard seed. You can say to a mountain, be moved. But Jesus says, this healing requires a connection with me, a connection to the source of all life that you would be so deeply with me that you wouldn't be intimidated by this boy's affliction, that you wouldn't be distracted by the world. This kind comes out by prayer and Fasting. Fasting in the biblical sense is choosing not to partake of food because your spiritual hunger is so deep, your determination in intercession so intense, or your spiritual warfare so demanding that you have temporarily set aside even fleshly needs to give yourself to prayer and meditation. This is why we fast and pray. The communion with God, the ability to experience His power in our lives. It is so beautiful. This is why I encourage you to spend time connecting with God, fasting, just connecting from the world. There are several different types of fasting I want to share with you as well. And these all have to do with subtracting food from your fast 
or your diet as you're fasting. But I would recommend that before you choose any of these, that you would consult a doctor. God doesn't want you to do anything that's going to harm your body. Um, so make sure that you're, you're making a choice from these that is healthy for your body. The first one is called a full fast. And this is where there is, you're, you're eating no food and drinking no water. And I've only ever seen this happen in the scriptures. Actually, in Esther chapter 4, remember Esther was about to go before the king to find favor with him to save the nation of Israel. And Esther says, wait a minute, if I'm going to go do this, I need all of you to fast and pray with me for three days. And so they didn't eat or drink anything for three days. And, and Esther went before the king and God touched the king and he gave her favor and it saved an entire nation. The second fast is called a regular fast. This is only drinking water or fasting certain hours of the day where maybe you only eat one meal a day. The gospels shared that Jesus did this on several occasions, like I mentioned before, where he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And it mentions that Jesus was hungry, but not thirsty. And so there are these times where we drink water or we, we just choose these kind of certain hours that we fast uh, in this type of regular fast. The third one is called a Daniel fast, where you eat no meats and no sweets. You drink water and juice and eat lots of fruits and vegetables. This is actually what Pastor Pradeepan and I have been doing in this 21-day fast. And this comes from Daniel chapter 10, where Daniel fasted for three weeks, eating lots of fruits and vegetables, subtracting meats and sweets. And you know what happened? God showed up before Daniel in a great vision. It was mm -hmm. so powerful for his life. And the fourth kind of fasting is called a corporate fast, calling a group of people to fast, maybe for one cause or everyone is praying for different objectives, but we're all doing it at the same time. We see this happen in 2 Chronicles 20, where King Jehoshaphat calls a fast in all of Judah because the enemy armies were coming to take all of them out. And so they fast and God spares them in that time. And the last fast is called a media fast, fasting all social media and news media. This is something that I have done and it has mm. been so rewarding. It's so rich. Just, just, just getting rid of all of the noise and connecting to God. I just delete the social media apps on my mm -hmm. phone, the news apps on my phone. So I'm not tempted and I, I fast all media and it, it fills my soul. It's like a healing that mm. takes place in my heart. So I want to tell you how you can practically get started. There's three practical ways to get started. And the first one is to set an objective. Why are you fasting? I would encourage you before you start your fast to spend some time with God and ask him, pick an objective. It might be that you need healing in your life. Maybe you need some direction in your mm -hmm. life or a financial breakthrough. Maybe you are somebody who just says, I, I just feel so apathetic in my life with God. I want to draw closer to him. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Surrender your life. Repent before the Lord. Prepare your heart to do a fast. The second thing is to decide what type of fast you want to do, like the ones that I mentioned before, and decide how long you will fast. I love our corporate fast at Kalos Church because then I'm not doing it alone and I have built-in accountability. Everyone's doing it. And I love it. At the end, we normally just do a big celebration and we all eat food together mm -hmm. um, in the fast before COVID, but or in the past, but I encourage you to uh, spend some time deciding what you want to fast and how long you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And the third uh, way to get started is to expect results. Sometimes we think that everything's going to feel super natural and miraculous and wonderful as we're doing our fast. But honestly, sometimes your body is detoxing. You don't really feel very great. Like I mentioned, you get irritable, but you can feel a connection with God. And I encourage you to expect 
that God will move mm -hmm. in your life. Don't be disheartened if your breakthrough doesn't come during your fast. Sometimes we have experienced mm -hmm. where we have fasted and our breakthrough came came months later. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad it was during that time that God called us to seek him for that breakthrough. And the last thing is don't forget to pray. Fasting without prayer is just going hungry and being miserable. Make sure that you fast and pray, and pray while you're fasting. During the time that you would normally eat or be on social media, I encourage you to spend that time praying. It's a really easy way to remember to pray while you're fasting. I remember in August when we did our last fast before this one, Pastor Pradeepan and I decided we weren't going to eat any solid food. We were only going to uh, drink liquids and smoothies. And I was so hungry. I mean, I got hungry on day like three. I was so hungry. And you know what? You know, you just, you're so hungry. You start craving different foods. Mm -hmm. And I had always wanted to make a South Indian dish called chicken biryani. And I was like, one day I want to make this, but I, I felt so intimidated. And in my hunger, in my fast, I decided I'm going to figure this out. So I spent hours researching how to make chicken biryani. I watched all these videos of people making this. And then I realized I'm supposed to be praying <laughs> and not researching how to make this food. And so I stopped researching and I prayed. But at the end of that fast, I fulfilled that craving. And I made my very first homemade chicken biryani. And it was, how was it? Delicious. Wow. It was delicious. I didn't even tell him to say that. But you know what? Don't forget to pray. Don't get distracted by other things while you're fasting. Make sure to spend time praying. You know, we as followers of Jesus, when we fast, we awaken a hunger. And I believe that that hunger is a hunger for God's presence. We're dedicating time to feasting mm -hmm. on the Lord. I love this quote by Mike Bickle. Your capacity to receive is based on your hunger to pursue. I love that quote by Mike Bickle. When we position ourselves in fasting and prayer, we begin to be conduits of his power for the suffering world around us. I, I think about the scriptures. Moses received the Ten Commandments. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Esther saved an entire nation. Daniel saw a vision from the Lord. And Jesus resisted the devil. God does something in our lives when we spend time disconnecting from the world and in prayer and fasting. I want to close with this story. Many of you have heard this before, and it's something that I think that we're just going to keep telling for all of our years during our, our time of being pastors because it's a testimony of Jesus. You know, Kalos Church actually was birthed out of a time of prayer and fasting. In 2015, we lost our first baby to miscarriage, and Pastor Prettyfin felt like he needed to go into a time of prayer and fasting. And so he did, he did a only water fast for 40 days. It's very weird to be with somebody who's only drinking water and not having any food. But anyway, that come talk to me about that later. But anyway, we he began to seek the Lord. And I, and I noticed in the scriptures that Daniel and Ezra, in the scriptures, they actually fasted in, in response to loss. It was a mourning that was happening during fast. And that's, that's what was happening for Pradeepan. And, you know, God began to speak to him and he shared with him. He says, I know, Pradeepan, that you're trying to start your physical family, but I want you to start a spiritual family. And we began to talk and all of a sudden church planting began to birth in our hearts. And this, this phrase, make known the beauty of Jesus, that all came out 
of a time of prayer and fasting. It changed our lives completely. We changed jobs. We changed where we live. We changed where we thought we would raise our children. It changed everything. I encourage you, church, to spend time in prayer and fasting. God has wonderful things for you as you disconnect from the world and connect so deeply with him. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much that you have given us this discipline of prayer and fasting. God, I ask that anybody that is looking right now for you, searching for you, hungry for you, maybe apathetic and needs to be hungry for you, that God, they would in this moment consider a fast. Lord, I pray that you would speak and you would move mightily in the lives of individuals that are saying, you know what, I'm going to spend some time with God in this significant way. So Lord, we just thank you and we bless you and we worship you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I know that maybe you're here for the first time. You never heard about Jesus. You never heard about what it would mean to know him, connect with him. For those of you that maybe have never given your life to him, surrendered your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today and pray with you. So if that's you this morning, would you pray this prayer with us? We'll pray it with you. We encourage you to give your life, to surrender to God today. Let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, if you made that decision today, I encourage you to text the number on the screen because we want to walk with you as you surrender your life to Jesus today. Well, Pastor Maritha, thank you so much for a great message. And if you got a lot out of this content, like I know I did, please share this with a friend. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube so we can spread this amazing message, encourage some people. Well, now we're going to transition into a time of worshiping the Lord with our finances. As you know, the Lord has been so generous through the people of Kalos to keep us strong during the pandemic. And so we thank you for your giving. And we thank you for giving because when we give, we're giving towards life change. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you, click this link. Please set up reoccurring giving so that we can keep on planning for the future. Yeah. But we want to show you a story of life change right now in this great testimony. Hey, what's going on, Kalos family? My name is Emily, and I just wanted to share with you some of my experiences being in Kalos small groups this past year. And in particular, I wanted to give a big shout out to Heidi's journaling small group. Um, because, you know, before that small group, I was like an inconsistent type of journaler, like do it whenever you feel like it journaler. And now I journal nearly every day, rain or shine. And this routine I feel has meaningfully changed my relationship with God. And I feel like I just, be I better understand who he is and, and the fact that I can rely on him for anything, big or small. And, you know, even, even when it felt like the world was moving a thousand miles an hour, Jesus never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I, I can't tell you how much of a comfort that simple fact was to me this year. 
So, you know, I was, I was looking back through my journal and, you know, one line really, really stood out to me. We were asked to write um, from the perspective of God writing to you. And, and I wrote, you're okay. I'm in charge of this. Don't worry. Just keep going. Don't forget me and, and I'll manage the details of your life. So I just wanted to give a big, big thank you to all of the people in Kalos who supported me through a year where nothing felt certain um, and reminded me that in all things, God is still in control. Thank you guys. Well, great testimony, Emily. Thank you so much for sharing. I love those. Yeah, so good. Well, we got a few announcements before we sing. And the first one is this. Our time of prayer and fasting ends tomorrow. We did it. So do not fast anymore. Fast that unless you want to and the Lord calls you to do it. But corporately, we're not doing that. <laughs> Announcement two is this. If you want to be part of a small group, if you want to lead a small group, we want you to know that they are beginning a new season in February. Yeah. So click on this link right now if you're interested in leading. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a spiritual superstar. We're just looking for regular people who are doing regular things and we're asking you use that to bring glory to god and to bring people together in community and you can find out all that information at this website right now and our last announcement is this on february 6th we are having baptisms mm. at 3 p.m right here in bellevue if you would like to be baptized which yeah. is so important if you've decided to follow jesus baptism is an outward sign of what God has done inside of your yeah, heart. Yeah. And it's going public with your faith. It's debuting that I am a new creation in Jesus. Amen. And so we would love to facilitate that. So click on this link as well if you'd like to sign up. Amen. Amen. Well, let me bless you before we go. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you to make his face to shine upon you and give you great peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's stand up and sing together. There's a world at war, caught in suffering, silent casualties. Oh, God, grant us peace. In these sleepless nights, I've been hardly breathed, despite brutality. I know that we'll be Let the light keep it shining. Let it break into the darkness. All the love days us to see will all be free. In these desperate times, love will hold us near. Love will join our hands, teach us to have no fear. So we lay our hate down to wash their
prisoners, tell the prisoners, tell the jailers, tell the world, tell everybody. 